Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sometimes needing new tires can catch us by surprise. That's why tire power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tirepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. You're listening to Crunch Time. Palm back towards the boundary. Walsh nowhere to move. Rowell has lifted his rating. The ball spills out to Powell. Tight angle. Powell has kicked the miracle goal. The icing on the cake for the Gold Coast. They didn't come with anything we we weren't expecting. We just didn't execute at the level that we need to execute at. And um, yeah, it's frustrating. Last week we did it. This week we didn't. And that's where we're at, and that's why we're we're not uh, we're not going to be in the finals because uh, we're not consistent enough with those habits. The Swans prevail over the hot and cold Blues thanks to an eight goal at to three second half. The Blues had their pants pulled down metaphorically and literally in this game. What happens next for Carlton? And he helicopters one that found the chest of Rewalt and bounced off. Look at them swarm through with numbers. Parker got it to Prestia, and Prestia might have put this one to bed. Pushed under the ball bounce. McPherson, Powell Pepper came across. Rosie, socket in front of himself. He's socket again. He's kept it out in front of himself. Rosie's got support there in grey. Back to Powell Pepper. Runs around. Powell Pepper. Goal! Back to the centre wing. Dunstan will end with the footy in his possession, but it's the Saints that break a three-game losing streak. They keep their finals hopes alive with victory at Marvel. The Tigers break away from North Melbourne, overcoming a 26-point second-quarter deficit. And Port Adelaide hang on in another close showdown. And St Kilda upset a top-four contender in the Swans. Plenty to discuss today on the Round 21 edition of Sunday Crunch Time. Uh, yes, indeed. A very good afternoon to you, however you're finding us, wherever you're finding us. Wonderful to have your company. Get yourself involved with us on the social feedback for Summit Internet, Faster Business Internet. Head to AFL Nation on Twitter. This is Sunday Crunch Time as we count down to a game at the MCG between uh, two cellar-dwelling sides but two very big clubs who have had... Very big years, sometimes for all the wrong reasons. Hawthorne and Collingwood today at the MCG on a beautiful winter's afternoon uh, in a very chilly Melbourne. But the sun is shining, just a wisp of cloud overhead. And it's always great to spend a Sunday afternoon with this man. Liam Pickering, hello. Hello to you, Sammy, and hello to everyone that's listening and tuning in for the football this afternoon. It should be a, a really good game, this one. Uh, Hawthorne were terrific last week, and so were Collingwood. So they'll both come in feeling pretty good about themselves. Yeah, they will. So 12-point win uh, to the Hawks over the Lions and Collingwood. 45-point winners over the Eagles last week here at the G. Uh, was their best performance of the season. 
Uh, you can get involved with us all weekend. The Southern Phone open line, great value NBN, broadband offers from Southern Phone. Switch to Southern Phone, 0433 98 11 16 is that text line. Or 1300 736 736 is the number. Big show over the next couple of hours. Uh, just after 12.30, we will have a chat to Hayden Skipworth. Uh, Jack Graham's going to join us after 12.30, I should say. Hayden Skipworth at quarter to one. Jack Graham was phenomenal yesterday for the Tigers. Uh, he had 36 disposals to be their best uh, as they overcame a very, very ordinary start to that game uh, to keep their very slim finals hopes alive. But they are hanging on for grim death, and we'll talk about that uh, as well. But let's get into the crunch as we like to start off Sunday crunch time, Pickers, I'm going to start off without even talking about the first four, the, the four games yesterday. But the first thing I want to get your opinion on is yesterday. I don't know if you're like me, but when I have mates that uh, don't work in footy as we do and you, mm. you, you have a chat to them and they go, now you work in footy. Explain to me how the MRO works. Oh, who knows? <laughs> I put my hand in the air and say, <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. I've given up trying to understand it. Yesterday, the MRO hands down a two-week suspension for Toby to Toby Green. Careless, high and high was the grading uh, on his fend of Paddy Dangerfield. So high impact. Yeah, careless, saying? high contact, high, high impact. impact. Okay, well, that's probably because Paddy went off and uh, spent the night in hospital, I assume. But, I mean, I, I think on appeal he'll get off that. I, I don't think they will uh, mm. I think they'll dismiss that on appeal. And, uh, well... They'll uphold it, uphold it on appeal, and he'll get off. That's what I think will happen. They'll challenge it. I've got no doubt they'll challenge it. And they should challenge it too. That, to me, was a football act. I mean, he got him high, yeah, admittedly. Yep. And I think Dangerfield did slip a little bit too as he yep. was going into that tackle. So, yeah, I don't think it was worthy of two weeks. Been cleared of any major damage. They'll assess him yeah, closer right. to next week to see if oh, he'll, he'll actually right. play. He'll play next week. But the, the, I think the confusing thing of it, obviously they want to cite that and they don't want the players to be using a fen because mm. they've... Reported no, Bailey that. Fritch, he gets off at appeal. Um, last year, Paddy Dangerfield, whilst punching the ball, still held his forearm up. And well, it that broke was, the, yeah, that was a little bit different. I mean, that was a split, split, split second on the back of spoiling a ball. I don't think that's anything like... But is that not split second, the collector, the ball and the Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I think he's... Yeah, I, I do think that he'll get off, as I said, on appeal. Um, mm. I saw a couple of those over the weekend, at free kicks or play on or whatever it may be. So he can feel a little bit unlucky, I think, with that one. What about Joel Selwood? We we kept, you know, the head is sacrosanct, uh, dangerous act on a football field. If you choose to bump and, and you collect the head, then that's a no-go zone. collect the head? Well, it looked like it got the shoulder to me. I thought he got head, but I'm happy to, to re-look at it. But Sam Taylor was a lot lower. Joel Selwood chose to bump, got him high in mm. the head, and it's, and it's a fine for that one. Yeah, I'd say I, I thought he hit him in the shoulder, but, I mean, he got a fine. So they've had a look at it, and they've found that there was something to look at, but... No, I was comfortable with that one as well. You comfortable with that one? Yeah, I'm comfortable with, with that. I'm not. I'm not comfortable with that Toby Green one. I think that's. I think that one was um, was harsh. And he seems to get. <laughs> he seems to never get the rub of the green to pearl Toby. I'm not part sure. Part the bum. Well, he did straight <laughs> part the bum, right? But yeah, I mean, everything he does, he seems to attract a suspension. So yeah, I didn't think there was much in that. No, I didn't either. I actually thought. Well, I love watching him play. He's one of my favourite players. One of the most enjoyable players to watch in the AFL. Yeah. So you hope he's playing next week. It's such a big game against Richmond. It's you don't want to have him out for that game because they'll get a few back next week. And they had about seven or eight out on the weekend. They had no players left that they could select. I don't think they had this whole squad that was out either out or out in the ground. I, I saw, um, and I'm going to credit the um, the uh, the round so far team that uh, Kane and 
Mitch Cleary do uh, on the uh, AFL app. But they put up a, a thing today that I was having a look at. Mm-hmm. So out of that side uh, was Mumford, Davis, Kelly, Reed, Hopper, Logan, Lloyd, and Green. That's Tom Green. Yeah. That equated to 942 career games of experience mm. for them. Yep. Um, and in came DeBoer, Bunton, Riccardi, Stein, Sproul, Shipley, Briggs, Seabrown. Uh, half of those names you would have never have heard I've of. I've never heard of a respect. couple of them, I have to say. So uh, it, it is one of their, probably their greatest ever home and away oh, win it, in I, their yeah, I think history. It would, I think it's their biggest win. Yeah, it's their biggest win. And they, I'll put it up there with their preliminary final win against Collingwood, which was out here at the MCG. and. You know, which was a game that they just willed themselves to to win and got them to a grand final. And, of course, we know what happened the following week. But I understand that they've got a lot of players out. It was at Geelong's ground. But Geelong got a heap out as well. I mean, Cameron Duncan, Henderson O'Connor, Isaac Smith, Tom Atkins. I mean, the Cats have got half a dozen, six or seven of their best players not playing. Just making some excuses for the Cats. No, no excuses. <laughs> but I'm just putting it in perspective. The Cats didn't have their full team in either. And then they, you know, they had a couple of injuries early in the match. So, I mean, it's no excuse whatsoever. They were outplayed by, by a more determined, um, hungrier team on the night. It's simple as that. They're that hard to get a read on, the Giants, aren't they? You, you, the games that you, that you think, no, no, they're, they're on today, they're a Monty. They can't do well, it. Well, you can't catch them. I, no, I mean, you can't, can you? You, you just got to, like, I, I took them the other week against Eston because I just felt they could pull a game out. Sure enough, they did. And then what they dish up, like a beaten, like, oh, they were all right against Port last week. But I've seen them this year where they've had a big win against Melbourne and then they come out and lose to the Gold Coast. Lose to Hawthorne. They draw they with North Melbourne. Oh, <laughs> just, they should really be another two yeah. or three wins, and they are. And they should be right in the eight. Look, they should be sitting up there around that sort of fifth or sixth or seventh mark with the games that they've blown this year. Yep. I mean, a draw against North Melbourne, they hadn't won a game mm. in Tassie. Yep. Uh, Gold Coast yep. <laughs> at Ballarat. And Hawthorne. Yep. I mean, we did that game here at the MCG. It was it's staggering. No, I'm still trying to figure out what happened that well, day. Well, no one can remember. <laughs> no one can actually put a handle on what happened, to be perfectly honest. But anyway, it's, it's a very hard season to catch. The tips are in disarray again every damn weekend. I'm only one off the pace, and I've got two so far, Sammy. So I missed the Cats, obviously. I went for the Blues, of course, which most people would have. Uh, Tigers I've got. I like St Kilda. I didn't have the guts to tip them. Uh, went for the Swans, the favourites, and then, of course, Adelaide. They didn't just got beaten by Port. They fell in Port Adelaide. So, But they had a win. Yeah, they did. And we'll talk about all those games in detail. We put the, the, the MRO findings on the top of the agenda. So Green was two weeks, uh, and they'll challenge that. They've already said that they will. Selwoods was a fine, careless uh, and low impact on Sam Taylor. That didn't sit comfortably with me. It did with Pickers. And well, that's neither you're, of us. You're, you're a Hawthorne supporter, so, you know. But I'm also a, a proud Bendigonian, so I never oh, want to... Oh, Bendigonian. I never, oh, we're, I never hey, we're fu- ever... We're fully aware speak. of that. I'll you never speak ill. You my TV show. <laughs> with, with my off, TV show. Off the bench. <laughs> you, t- you hijacked that show and stuck in someone on the bench in our team of the 2010s it, it from Bendigonian. It just occurred to me that in the off-the-bench TV show run, I'd, I felt like Bendigo had been criminally <laughs> underrepresented and no, under... Show was about Disgust. You had you all you did was fill in. Makes up for years of neglect. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so anyway, there's a bit happening in the in the world. And there'll be more after this round's finished. Can it doesn't finish till tomorrow night? So I'm sure there'll be a bit more drama still to come. Southern Phone open line. Great value NBN broadband offers from Southern Phone. Switch to Southern Phone. Brian's in Chelsea Heights. G'day, Brian. Yeah, hi, fellas. Uh, I um I I must admit I haven't got much uh, confidence in Christian. I think he. I think he checks the paper before he makes a decision. It's it's not a, a judiciary; it's a public relations exercise, and and the, the league's the same. If if there's a, an outrage about uh, you know about incidents on the field, 
they just go with the flow with general opinion. To me, the two most crucified players in in the game, and I'm a Richmond fan, the two most crucified players in the game are Green and Lynch from Richmond. The minute they sneeze or move, they're reported or fined or, or something else is going on simply because they're in the papers the whole time. It's interesting so, that, but, Brian, because... It's um, a court of public opinion. Yeah, look, I, I sort of get what you're saying. I think we can remember that back in the day that Dermot, every time Dermot did anything, he'd get reported and... Dave Reese jones again, you know, they built up their own records, of course. Um, you know, and they had, did have some hits and misses over the years themselves. But, yeah, I think they looked at it a little bit differently. I, the green one, I, I've, I, actually, I actually don't mind Michael Christian as what he's doing. He's put up the Buddy Franklin one the other week. They got, got overturned at the tribunal. He put up uh, – what was the other one he put up the other week? He put another one up that was pretty similar, overturned at the tribunal. And I think this one he's put up again, and it'll get overturned again. So – I think he's doing his bit, uh, and it's sent up to the uh, to the tribunal to actually uphold or or to dismiss these charges. So, yeah, we'll wait and see what happens. We'll know about it on Monday or Tuesday night or whenever it is. But you know, my personal view is Brian that he'll he'll get off. Raylene's in Thornbury. Hello to you, Raylene. No, Raylene. Hello, Raylene. How are you? Hi, hi. Look, I've had to pull over. I'm a Geelong supporter, and I don't, I don't agree with your uh, evaluation of the MRO's findings. I think Dole was probably a little bit lucky not to get a week. I think that it needed to be cited, and um, you know that's fair enough because you've got to look after the head. But Toby Green's elbow was errant, and he has a duty of care not to. Um, seriously injure other players on the ground. So I think that that was also a fair assessment. Um, two weeks, you know, I, I know they're going to contest it. But, you know, the people have come for danger as though somehow he's the villain in all this. He got rubbed out for a head-high injury on a player, and that was the right thing. It was tough, but it was the right thing. You know, you've got to look after people on the football field, and if you're going to bring your elbow up, you're going to... Ex- you know, these guys are very spatially aware aren't they? Yeah, well, you're right to a certain extent, Raylene, but, I mean, there are things that happen on a footy field that aren't deliberate and, and they are reflex. And I think, in my view, that that was a reflex Patrick, thing. I've seen Danger do exactly Patrick the same thing. Patrick Dangerfield did not intend to hurt that young man from Adelaide. No, um, I don't think he did either. It wasn't but he got, intentional. He intended to bump got, him, though, Raylene. He intended to but bump. But he got weak. Yeah. yeah. And, um, he chose to bump, Raylene. That was find, the difference. I think that... It, I think that you'd find that um, Toby Green's very spatially aware. He's brought his elbow up. You can't bring your elbow up like that, you know? It uh, was very dangerous. And I, I think that he should get a suspension for an act like that. I don't think that Dangerfield will play this week. A bruised larynx is actually a very serious injury. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's lucky his hyoid wasn't fractured, you know? So, you know, I think the match review, yeah, Joel probably got off a little bit. I agree with that. Um, but... You know, that's just my take on it. Okay. Um, we appreciate you giving it, Raylene. Thank you very much. You make some great points. Um, well, I think it, it, it has been reported. It has been suspended. So the, the reality is, is yeah. now it's up to the tribunal because they have, they have challenged it and they will challenge it. Mm. And then it's up to the three wise men in the, uh, in the tribunal to either think it was a football act or it wasn't. So simple as that. So uh, we'll wait and see. But, I mean, I think that was a split second, um, a split second manoeuvre if you like and you're right I mean Rayleigh makes a good point he's got more, more awareness than anybody but sometimes you do put your arm up to protect Yep. and it happened so quickly that um, I think he was a bit stiff 
Yeah, and it's, and, and it's I think it's an area where they're looking to get a lot more clarity on. So there'll be some that would say, no, no, Toby Green knew what was going to happen, well, you what, sort of, what might happen. Well, you do know what happened. You do know if what you're you doing. you use but you your don't... forearm to fend. Yeah. It seems like that's an act that the AFL aren't happy with. They don't like the look of, so they keep putting it up to the yeah, tribunal well... to make a ruling on. But the precedents that have been set, mainly Bailey Fritch against North Melbourne, probably has him... Well, his one was, I reckon his was worse. Fritz one was worse than, than Green's. Visibly, it, visually, it looked worse. Much worse. Yeah, in my view. Yeah, and he hit him in the and he hit him in the jaw, not in the neck. So look, I mean, it's it was it's a serious injury though. He could have he could he has avoided a serious injury. I think he will play this week, but time will tell. Mark's in Sydney. Uh, g'day, Mark. Yeah, there, Mark. Yeah. How are you, Mark? Hello, Hello Mark. Good afternoon, boys. I've got two questions for you. Being a devoted Swans fan, I still think we can win the Premiership, and I'd like to get your opinion on that. And second, it appears to me like year after year, there's been too many howler calls from umpires this year, as usual. So I'd like to get a bit of knowledge, if you know, on what disciplinary measures are there against umpires for making too many howler calls like they do? Um, well, selection is, is the, cl- the clearest um, way to, to work out what the umpires are doing. If they're happy with the umpires, they'll, they'll keep selecting them. If they, if they think they're having a bit of a run of outs and they're getting a few wrong, then they'll drop them back and they can go and umpire in the VFL. That's what happens. Um, and d- as for the Swans, I genuinely think you can win it. Yeah, I do. I think there are four or five teams that can win it, and I think the Swans are one of them. Okay, great. Thanks for your time. Good on you, Mark. Good on you, Mark. Let's go to Sam in Ringwood. G'day, Sam. Hello, boys. Um, I was just wondering, uh, talk about the, the Dangerfield uh, incident, uh, or Green incident on Dangerfield. I don't get how you guys don't think that was, well, should be weeks when Green's given away a free kick, which is the obvious wrong thing to do, and then he's, he's you know, in, intended harm on Dangerfield. or Not intended, but he's caused harm on Dangerfield. I just don't get how it couldn't be weeks. Well, the first part, with all due respect, Sam's irrelevant because if you suspended everybody for every free kick they gave away, there'd be no one out there playing. Um, so I'm happy with the free kick. I'm happy because he did fend high. I'm happy for it to be a free kick. But again, it's, it's a football... To be able to fend off a player is, is a football motion. We laud Dusty Martins, don't argue. Um, Cunnington, uh, Brewster, others that execute that. Yep, he copped him with an elbow uh, into the throat. He's been cleared of any serious damage. So even if you use the um, that litmus test that the, that the MRO seems to want to put on these cases. Um, he may he may still miss a week, but he's been cleared of any serious damage. So that's probably why. And I think there's precedence been set in similar instances where there's been far worse damage, like what Dangerfield, when he punched the ball and continued on through the ball and collected Vlostin in the grand final last year, that's a far worse outcome that got no weeks. So that's that's where I sit with it, and why I sit where I sit, Pickett's. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, I've had my say. I, I think I think it was a, re- a reflex action that I think you'll get off an appeal. That's that's where I think it's. I saw one yesterday in the Carlton, and a similar type thing in the Carlton Gold Coast game yesterday. Jack Silvani copped a fend off to the head for, with an arm, forearm, got a free kick. We all play on. He yeah. was all right. Yeah, I'm He's, happy for the free kick. Yeah, no, no issues with the free kick. I don't think Sam Collins will be going up to the tribunal. I don't think there was anything wrong with it. Apart from the fact it was high and he gave away a free kick. Uh, De- thank you, Sam. Really appreciate the call, though. Dennis is in Geelong. G'day, Dennis. G'day. How are you? Liam. Mm-hmm. Toby Green. Yep. Like, he's already admitted... He, or- he already has mi- admitted himself 
that he plays like white line fever. On the edge, yep. On the edge. Now, he, he has got a list of indiscretions as long as your arm and my arm. Now, how could you possibly be trying to get on radio and present to the audience that this bloke should be uh, exonerated for what could have been a more serious injury, more than Dangerfield's got, and he won't be playing this week. He won't be playing this week. Mm. And how could you possibly be defending this guy when when he's nothing but a thug? What's that? What's that? What's his past indiscretions got to do with the incident on the weekend? Nothing. Absolutely zero. Zero. Absolutely zero. What, what Dennis, is, they what's don't take it into past. account anymore. With all due respect, and I appreciate what you're trying to say, but they don't take it into account anymore. It's got nothing to do with the official way in which they evaluate these decisions. So what he may or may not have done in the past has nothing to do anymore. They don't have loading anymore. Um, it, it's got nothing to do with it. And by your own view that it could have been so much worse, then by that measure, Joel Selwood should be getting weeks too, shouldn't he? No, certainly no. not. <laughs> no. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't give him weeks, but I wouldn't give I wouldn't give Green so, weeks. So, so, so there you go. Yeah, okay. So that's where I'm, I'm I'm struggling to get the rationale there, Dennis. I think is because if you're saying what could have gone wrong, so therefore he should get weeks with what could have gone wrong. Now Dennis is working on the fact that he thinks he's a dirty player. No, but he made two points, and one was about his history, and the other one was about what could have gone wrong and the potential to cause injury. And I'm saying that if, if, if that's what you want to go on, then by that same measure, then surely Joel Selwood gets weeks because of the potential to cause injury from a head-high bump. Maybe I'm old school. I just don't, I don't think that was worthy of a suspension. That's, that's just my personal view. I mean, seeing that happen, you know, everyone's done it on a footy field. You put your arm off to fend off. Uh, the problem is they were both going so hard at the footy. That that's where the – well, it was high, obviously, but that's where the, uh, that's where the injury came from is – Danger hit it just as hard as Green did. Put your your arm up, your forearm up, and that's yep. what it was. And Green had won the footy. Yeah, he was well. going. To, yeah, but Danger was going to tackle. Yep, like, he was he was tackling. No, he wasn't doing yeah. anything wrong. No, no I don't. I don't think Danger was doing anything wrong uh, at all either. Uh, but Dennis, thank you, you for the call. Cats and, fans and, on the on the phone today. Oh no, they're up and about. Very it's unusual. Good. It's the very cats fans good. are normally pretty uh, quiet, on a, especially after a loss. Oh, we love it. So, Sam, <clears> Dennis, <throat> thank you. Appreciate all those calls. And um, I think the the point that and the way that Pickers and I look at it is we don't really look at it as a Toby Green thing. We look at it as a an incident, an incident thing. And 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 so for those, and I understand why some look at Green and say he's you know recidivist. He's done this. He's done this. He's done this. The way that the game evaluates these incidents now is in isolation. It's not um, in conjunction with everything else he's done. So that's how we're looking at it. It's not a personal thing. But Callum Water got two weeks for that. Exact incident. Well, that's been thrown up as well. Whether. Well, what do you? What do you? Simple as that. Yeah, it's interesting. Take a take a poster mm. a boy for everything we think is great about the game. Yeah. I'd, I'd be very surprised if you got two weeks. It was Callum Ward or it was... And there are people that made that Lockie argument Whitfield as to why... someone. There are people that made that argument as to why Danger didn't get suspended against Vlosten from last year's grand final. That, 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 was a, that, that wasn't a report. The Dangerfield one had nothing... I know that. that, that was, he but punched still, the ball I'm aware, and then but he punches himself. the ball and keeps his arm out. You're <sighs> making the same argument for him that you are for Toby Green. And I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I agree that, that I didn't think he should have got suspended, but there are people that thought he should have because yeah. of the damage that he did. 
Because of the concussion to, yeah. to Boston. And and because of the fact that he did put his arm up to protect himself. Anyway, we can we can go around in circles for a hundred I agree with you. He times. shouldn't have got suspended for that. Well, and I don't we'll see think what Toby Green should get suspended at, for this. At the tribunal. We'll see whether he gets off. I hope he does. We appreciate the calls. Though. Southern phone open line is running hot. Hey, we've got a couple of minutes before we've got to get to the break. Let's talk blues. So... Win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. That's been the story over the last few weeks for them. Um, the, the belief is mathematically they can't play finals now. It seemed yesterday pickers the same issues reared their head. Um, the intent, no pressure in defence. Um, yeah, lack of intensity. No hunting players, without I the thought. ball. 123 uncontested marks for the Suns who win by 19 points. Uh, and David Teague says he still has faith uh, in the group. What did you make of Carlton yesterday? Oh, I thought they were disappointing. Yeah, I thought they were very disappointing. I watched that game in totality, and I uh, thought it was uh, a bit of a lackluster, a bit of a ho-hum affair, to be honest. Uh, I, I didn't think they were they were hungry enough. I didn't think they were desperate enough, and they didn't have any... When they were challenged, they just didn't have anyone that wanted to stand up and lead. Uh, it's the same old soldiers every time, really, for Carlton. They're the same blokes that let them down, too. So, no, disappointing performance yesterday. Does it surprise you, too, because if they win, they're two points out of the eight. Like it, th- well, I don't think they're a top eight side. No, so either way. Th- but, it, doesn't su- but, but, it doesn't surprise me because I don't think they're a very good team. I think their list is hugely overrated. Mm. I think they've got top-end young talent, no question. I think they've got some pretty average footballers. And they've got a lot of injuries at the moment. Yep. So they need to recruit and recruit better players. But I mean more in terms of the output on the field with what you were seeing. No, they weren't desperate energy- enough. Yeah, no, and- they weren't desperate so enough. So to get within two points of the eight, and th- there's and a lot of players in that team. The yeah, there's a lot of players in that team. I don't think have the the required, or when the pressure's on, when the when the game's on the line, I don't think they've got, they've got enough players that really want to put their head down, bum up, you know, head bum, head down, bum up, whatever, and and really guts out a win. They showed it last week against St Kilda. That's the sort of level they have to play at. Mm. Yesterday when they were challenged, uh, the same blokes went missing in my view. You've been in successful sides that. that not easy to do it week in, week out, is it? You, no, well, you're you, going to keep getting challenged. That's you've got to expect a certain standard. Well, that's why there are teams up near the top and yep. there are teams down near the bottom. Mm. Because the ones up near the top, in a general sense, when they're challenged, can find a way to, to eke out a win, even when they're not playing all that well. Yep. Uh, well under the Suns. Uh, that's their seventh win for the year. They've gone better than they did last year. Took Miller, absolutely lock for all Australian now. 34 disposals, yeah, two I goals, think, think seven clearances. Now. Um, that was a phenomenal game again from him in a season where he's dished up a heap of them. Uh, keep the calls coming through. one 736 736 On the other side of this, Richmond overturned a 20-point halftime deficit. Jack Graham will join us on Sunday Crunch Time after this. You're listening to Crunch Time. You're listening to Crunch Time. Welcome back to Sunday Crunch Time. Coming to you live from the MCG as we count down to Hawthorne and Collingwood. Tumultuous years for both teams. uh, Looking just to close out their final games of the year uh, with a win. And for the Hawks, maybe to send off Alistair Clarkson in a little bit of style. Uh, Sam Hargraves, Liam Pickering with you. And we haven't even spoken about the the greatest uh, story getting around the world of sport from a non-football point of view. And that was the Boomers last night. The 65-year wait for an Olympic medal. 
medal is finally over and didn't they do it beautifully? It was an incredible night, wonderful for Australian sport, an iconic moment. Paddy Mills now an icon of the game and Australian sport, and we'll talk about that at some point. Uh, but for Richmond, this was an extraordinary game yesterday because at, at one point of the second quarter, they found themselves 26 points down. Uh, and at halftime, they were 20 points down and the standing eight count was uh, getting up to about six or seven on their season. But didn't they turn it around in the second half? And the man that joins us now was one of the catalysts for it. He had 36 disposals and was monumental. His, his running was a feature and uh, he was part of the spark that uh, was lit for the Tigers to get a 33-point win in the end over North Melbourne. Jack Graham joins us. G'day, Jack. Howdy, guys. How you going? Uh, very well. Jeez, it... Uh, I would love to know what kind of uh, vibe was heading around the locker room at half time when you're playing the 18th side, still trying to keep your finals hopes alive, 20 points down and thinking, this isn't how it ends, surely. Yeah, no, it was a bit different. Um, a bit of a vibe where we didn't really want to be, be in. But um, no, Dimmer sat us down and spoke to us and said the uncontested mark game is, is killing us and they've already had 72. So if we want to have a chance of winning, we better take them out. So, um, yeah. It only took us to half time to, to figure that out and do that, and then we got the, the game back on our turn. Yeah, it was a, certainly a different team in the second half, Jack. It was, congratulations on the win and your own form too. It's, uh, it's been superb this year. You must be really happy with the consistency you're playing with at the moment. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. Um, yeah, it was good to get back into the midfield last night. Um, the last few rounds I've been kind of half forward and then into the midfield here and there, but last night a, a full game in the guts um, Yeah, definitely helped and, and was great to get the win. Makes a huge difference. Uh, what's happened to you blokes in the first half? You, I don't know how many times I've looked at the Richmond, you know, the wheel, the wagon wheel after the game. You see the halftime score and it's like two, two goals at halftime. I reckon that's about the fourth or fifth time this year that you've had a really slow start. Yeah, no, we're struggling to score at the moment, but it's, um, yeah, just because I think most teams this year are flooding back and we've just got to fix a few things with our composure going inside um, 50, um, yeah, which seemed to work in the second half. So we're, we're capable capable of doing it, but it's just, um, yeah, kind of costing us not getting off to a, to a good start. Yeah, the high-pressure game really really lifted in the second half. You're right, you denied North the ball, and it was a frustrating first half to watch if you're a Richmond supporter because uh, you're right, they were just chipping it around and doing it at will, really. Yeah, definitely. It, um, it's not fun. It's, it's hard to defend when the, ball, uh, when the opposition have the ball so much, and it feels like they've got an extra two or three players, and they're just chipping it through you, and you start <laughs> the question, geez, where, where are they? Where are they coming from? But, um, yeah, the second half was a lot better. Started to play the Richmond brand that we know we're capable of playing. But, um, yeah, it's about playing that for four quarters. Jack, over the last couple of weeks, there's been, and I've been sitting in boxes uh, calling games with people that have been really taking a close look at you guys. And it's and this isn't a criticism they're putting up, but what one of the things that they're observing is thinking that when they look at you guys at the moment, they see a, a side that is, is tired. And, and that's because of what you've achieved over the last four to five years. You know, three uh, flags in four years. You've played more games of footy than anybody in the competition. And um, you, you've played it at a, at a style of footy that would take it out of you. Is, is that... Does that ring true for you guys? Do you feel fatigue from the, the seasons that have built up preceding this one? Or are you still fresh? Is, it, is the vibe still right up and about where it always has been? Yeah, the vibe's still right up and about. Um, you know, we've got a, the young players coming through, Dowie and um, Hugo, CJ, Morris last night. They're all so yep. hungry for that, that opportunity to play finals and, and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I suppose we are, we are a little bit fatigued. But at the same time, you know, we're still giving ourselves a red-hot crack to, to try and make finals. Um, everyone's still got that hunger. I think, I think Dimmer said we've lost three or four games by 
you know, a goal or just over. So if it was the other way and we'd won them, you know, we're probably looking, you know, inside the top eight. But things haven't gone our way this year. But no, definitely the vibe and the hunger's still there. But it's, um, yeah, it's really up to us to, you know, I think next week's basically is a final for us. We've, we've got to win that and then go from there. You do, because no one expected the, uh, the the Giants to knock over the Cats at Geelong, but they did, and, and that's set this game up to a huge game against them next week. Hey, I, I also love the fact that you got your feisty coaches back. He's back all right. He's, uh, he's come, in, come out snarling last night. He's taken Nathan, uh, Tom, Jonathan Brown down in defence of Tommy Lynch. So, you know, when your coach has got a little bit of that on the liver, that uh, it's going to reflect in your team, in your team I should say. Yeah, that's it. Um, no, nah, Dimmer always will back in, you know, in his players, um, stick by him, which is good. And, yeah, Lynchy, you know, he competes every week for us. Um, oh, I can't take a contested mark, so I don't know what it's like. But, um, yeah, he's lo- all, all we know is that he needs to bring the ball to ground, and that's what he does most of the time. So, um, yeah, we, we've all got Lynchy's back. Hey, um, speaking of Jack Graham on Sunday crunch time, Jack, it looked at a really special moment and we were really excited in the box for another chapter to be written in the Rioli family legacy that is one of the greatest legacies uh, for a family to leave on a game uh, in its history. Uh, probably provided more individual highlights than any other family in, in the, the course of the game. I listened to Damien Hardwick say to Morris Rioli when he told him that he was going to play, he said, you're going to inspire your teammates by the way that you play the game. And in the first half, Campbell Brown in our box noticed that he seemed to be the only one that was putting on any kind of pressure. And that's how he got his first goal in footy with his first ever kick. He created the pressure that caused the turnover and then got on the end of it. And you guys all rallied around him and, and got behind him. How was the build-up to that week? Because you guys are so big on tradition and history. And his father's a Norm Smith medalist and a two-time best and fairest with the club. How, how important and special was that to, to the game yesterday? Yeah, no, really important for us. Um, such a famous name, and to see how much hard work he's put in over, you know, since getting to the club, um, he features so many times in the in the VFL highlights. Um, you know, just not necessarily getting getting the ball, but it's all the tackles and the pressure and just getting a fingertip. And and Dimmer said that to him. That's all we want you to do is, you know, bring your, your chase pressure and. You know, you're naturally good at the game, but that's all we want from you. I think he even said you're going to make a few mistakes. So that's perfect. And, yeah, to see him, you know, when everyone else is gassed, but see him chase down and just get a fingertip, um, you know, get a chase down tackle, um, yeah, it's pretty special. And, yeah, no, it was great to see him, you know, get rewarded with a goal and for all us boys to get around him. um, Yeah, it's a pretty special moment. Yeah, my word it is. And uh, a couple of positional changes. You mentioned yourself playing more on ball. I think you'll see a bit more of that after your performance yesterday. But also, Dan Rioli and Sydney Stack behind the ball have really given you a lot of run and drive. Yeah, they're pretty silky back there. Um, Just their dash off, um, you know, off half back. Stacky, um, yeah, he's, since he's come back into the side, he's, um, yeah, been great for us down there. Just real silky. You know, he's always going to put his head over the ball and, make it a, a 1v1 contest. Um, and then, yeah, what he does with the ball, he just plays. And same with Sausage. They're both um, very skillful and pretty quick. So, yeah, pretty hard for the forwards to catch them. Well, mate, uh, it's it's a fascinating season the way it's panning out. Um, you, you're hanging on uh, with your fingernails dug in and you've got the Giants next week. Obviously, there's history there with that team, but you guys are essentially playing next week for that, for that eight spot. So it's going to be a massive build-up and... Uh, good luck with it, and we can't wait to watch that game. It's going to be a, a must-watch for the competition next week. 
Yeah, no, it will be. Um, yeah, can't wait to get back out there. I don't, I don't know when we're playing, either Friday or Saturday. But um, yeah, it's all on, um, all on next week, and hopefully we can get the four points. Uh, good on you, Jack. Thanks very much for joining us. We really appreciate your time. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Bye. Jack Graham uh, was massive yesterday for them when they really needed somebody. He's uh, a very good player. He's a very good player. He? He's run. I didn't realise until keeping a close eye, and Campbell Brown pointed out, just watch the watch the ground that he covers and how far he runs. Like He's got a fair engine, and he gets up and back and yeah, that, starts it, one it, chain, gets on the end of it. Very highly rated, obviously, at Richmond, but also highly rated around the league, I think. Mm. There have been a number of clubs... Over the last couple of years that have inquired about him, I believe, so to try and get hold of him, but uh, he ain't going anywhere. And he's one of those players, isn't he, that you, you he's a foundation sort of heart and soul player. I mean, what he did... It was uh, a leader. He was pre- a leader as a junior. In that prelim where he sacrificed his own shoulder, knowing yep. that I'm not going to play next week anyway, so I'm just going to go out there, I'm still going to lay tackles, yep. I'm still going to pressure there on ballers, I'm still going to compete. He essentially just ruled out any chance of recovering for a grand final to make sure that they got there. Yeah. That's what that's what culture's built on. Well, it is, and that's why he's so highly rated at the club. And he's actually getting – now that he's getting more midfield minutes, He's he'll get these sort of numbers because his work rate is it is uh, enormous. Uh, Hayden Skipworth's going to join us next, assistant at the Collingwood Footy Club. And we've still got to work through the Crows. Showdown 50, a four-point win uh, uh, to the power against the Crows, who led for 99 minutes in that game. They lost Smith just before three-quarter time. They lost Hamill just after three-quarter time. And they were a couple of players down. And the power were able to steal a four-point win in showdown 50. And we've got to chat about the Saints that win against the Swans and what that does to the Swans' top four aspirations and the incredible turnaround from one game between these two sides from another with Jack Higgins. 1-6 or 1-5 the last time they played. Well, he kicked four last night and he went from Missy Higgins to unmissable Higgins. Uh, It was a fantastic story uh, and one of many in that game as well. So heaps on the agenda for Sunday crunch time. We'll talk to Hayden Skipworth next, the Pies assistant coach. You're listening to Crunch Time. Welcome back to Sunday Crunch Time. We've got a big hour still to spend with you before we dig deep into the Hawks and Pies. Uh, after 2 o'clock today, the bounce. And uh, plenty still to get through as well when it comes to the showdown last night, the Saints and the Swans as well. And you can get involved on the Southern Phone open line as well. Before we do that, though, it's uh, great access that we get and we appreciate the club making themselves available. Hayden Skipworth from the Collingwood Footy Club has been good enough to jump on with us to help us look a little bit deeper into this game uh, between the Hawks and the Pies. Hayden, hello to you. Welcome to Sunday Crunch Time. Thanks for having us on, guys. Uh, It's a pleasure. Um, Phenomenal performance last week. Um, You've got a young group that uh, is obviously on 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 the build. Um, what's been the the wash-up from the win against the Eagles and then how do you keep everyone sort of even keeled and, and get ready for this week? Yeah, it's, it was a great result. Obviously, the first half last week, you kicked 10-1 um, against a quality team in West Coast. Um, yeah, I think the thing that's improved of late, which has been a real focus for, of our, our side since sort of um, Bang has taken over, is for that front half, uh, well, between the arc ball, we really um, been able to connect in that front half. And, and Mark's front side 50 has gone through the roof. Actually, we're getting good uh, quality shots. Um, we're taking the corridor on more as well. So that's been a real positive the last probably month. Um, so we're hoping to build on that today and, and um, yeah, once again get off a good start again. 
Now, my uh, my lovely partner is a 19-year member, Hayden, of Collingwood. And one of the things, and I asked her, what did you think? Of, what have you been thinking of the, the pies of late? And she just said, There's, it's just so enjoyable to watch and it's fun to watch the way in which they're, you, you, you're playing your footy. And especially last week where it looked like you were just hell-bent on corridor and fast ball movement and taking the game on. Um, when you're not winning as you'd like to, that kind of footy, though, is something that fans really get to enjoy as they get to know this younger generation coming through. And it looks like the players are really enjoying that freedom to express themselves and, and to play with some pace and to, you know, play with a bit of flair. Yeah, well, we've been renowned as a, as a very strong defensive team for four or five years now. Like That's sort of been our DNA, and uh, unashamedly so. Um, but we've been trying to really work hard on balancing that out with our offence and, and unlocking some of that. So we've certainly given the players um, you know, a lot more freedom to express themselves in offence, to take the current game on, especially through that, um, that mid-arc region. Um, we, we really want to see some trigger hands, some overlap run, and as much corridor boys as we can. Still mindful not to turn the ball over in our D50. That's obviously um, a given because, you know, that's going to generate a lot of scores for them. But as soon as we get that ball in that mid-arc, we're looking to speed that ball up and, and we've had Jamie Elliott and um, a lot of our small forwards really hitting up inside that forward 50 and we've been on all of those leads as well. Yeah, you, he makes such a huge difference to your team, Jamie Elliott. I mean, you look a whole different forward line when you've got him in there. It's, it's amazing because there's not much of him. He's only a little fella, but because he's so dangerous in the air and he's quick and his goal sense is uncanny, uh, he's a really important inclusion. And people, I think, forget that he was out for so long. Yeah, that's exactly right, Piggy. We, we, unfortunately, this year we've... Um, we lost a bit of our depth um, through, you know, some guys uh, finishing up last year and, and a few trades as well. So we, we just haven't had the, the our main stars together. We sort of we get one back and then we lose Darcy Moore and we lost Adams for a fair bit through the middle of the year. Elliot, um, <clears throat> Pendlebury now, like all the guys that we sort of couldn't afford to lose. We, we've sort of lost them at different times throughout the season and we lost him early in the season and, and then you know it was a wonder that our a ball moving stifled a bit because he, he unlocks so much for us with his movement, his um, key reading of the of the mids and the, the high halfbacks, um, and it's just his general forward knowledge that he can pass on to the other guys. So since he's come back in the team, we've certainly um, spiked in offence on, on the back of him, his inclusion. Yeah, also I think the, the Jordan Degoe move to the middle of the ground has given you some real drive. Now, we know he's dangerous in the forward line, and I think that's probably the temptation you guys have is you know, if you need a goal, throw him in the forward line, but... His work, especially with Pendlebury out, it gives us some real dash out of the middle now. Yeah, he was leading um, leading uh, score involvements um, in the AFL since he's gone to the midfield. So that, that just shows his value. Um, you know, he obviously is great when he gets on the end of him, but he's been able to generate so many scores for us through that mid-arc region. Um, his ball use doesn't waste the possession. And, yeah, it's, it's sort of he's excited about midfield. I think that's where he wants to end up long-term, like, like most of the guys do. But... Um, he, he certainly, um, yeah, he certainly put a, a, a good block of form together to warrant, um, you know, a preseason midfield next year. Hey, Hayden, uh, tell us a little about Robert Harvey, the coach. We know him as a player, one of the greatest of his generation, a two-time Brownlow medalist, of course. But the, the, the general consensus is that he's probably not going to get the Collingwood senior job. But if another club was to ring you and say, hey, Hayden, tell us why we should hire Robert Harvey as a coach, what would your answer be? Yeah, he's um, very good strategy-wise. He, um, he he's a very analytical guy, so he knows the numbers of the game very well. Um, he's, as you guys would know, he, he's just a ripping uh, a ripping fellow to have around your footy club. He's uh, a genuine um, a genuine great character and, and connects well with a lot of people. So 
he's got, he's got a lot of strengths. He's obviously got a lot of experience now. Um, he's been here for, I think he's been in the class for maybe 10 years in total himself. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, what the club does next year with the senior coach, whether he does get it or, or whether he um, stays around as a line coach. So there's a lot to play out, obviously, but he's doing a great job since he's um, taken over in, in pretty tough circumstances. On to today's game, Hayden. The, uh, they were pretty good, Hawthorne, last week. You would have watched that game and when you were doing your reviewing and your previewing for this week. And their first three quarters in particular, it was those key players they went and got. Wingard and, mm. and O'Meara and these type of players that, that really played good footy. And, you know, you want to be jumping on top of them in the middle of the ground early in this game today because that's, uh, that's where they got all their drive last week. Definitely, definitely. <clears throat> also, the... The, historically, how, how we've sort of hit Hawthorne with that sort of possession, kick mark, a lot of left footers in their team. They've sort of gone away from that. They're, they're number one um, handball team going around at the moment. So they are they are looking to um, for their handball change as well. So they have changed their profile a little bit um, throughout the season this year. And obviously, once they get that ball in that fourth half, and if we give them time to set up, we're going to really struggle to get it out. So... If we do get intercept um, possessions, or, you know, either by a mock or a gramble, we've got to look to uh, you know find that exit and then <clears throat> move it out there as quickly as we can, safely as we can, obviously, um, before they get set. Because once they get set, they're, they're really good, they're a really hard team to get through. And Hayden, is there a sense of gratitude around the Collingwood Footy Club towards Hawthorne, given that they've taken you off the front and back pages of the paper over recent <laughs> weeks? That was another point that my, my partner Revy made to me. Are you guys thankful for that? I would imagine. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Any, anything that can um, give us a few weeks out of the press is, is a good thing for us this year, I think. <laughs> we just need to get that board sorted out. Every day we pick the paper up and there's some, something going on with the board, so I know it's none of your concern, but I mean, if you could just keep those guys out of the, out of the headlines, that'd be a bonus. That's well above my pay grade, so I'm not going to clear that one, mate. <laughs> hey, uh, Pick has played a lot of cricket. I don't know if you know, Hayden, he's very, very impressed with that high elbow and straight back. Yeah, he played there. Nice defence. Nice, nice work. Stoic. Uh, mate, good <laughs> yeah. luck today. Thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, Hayden Skipworth um, is building himself a really strong coaching resume. He's been in a he's couple of clubs. He's been highly and, rated. Yeah, I know really. Internally, I know the Collingwood boys like him, so he's, he's doing good stuff. Absolutely. Uh, you're listening to Sunday Crunch Time. Um, we're going to talk more about this game uh, momentarily, Pickers. Um, but um, I would have, I haven't uh, had a chance to speak to you since the, the events of the last couple of weeks from uh, from a Hawthorne Football Club point of view. Um, how have you found the last couple of weeks from the Hawks? Oh, just strange. Very un-Hawthorne-like with what happened and, and how it all transpired. But looks like we've got ourselves a, you know, a reasonably happy medium at the moment and everyone seems to be moving on. So they'll find themselves a new coach next year and Sam Mitchell and, and Alistair will coach another today and two more games and then he'll, off he'll go. That's what will happen. And I think you'll uh, probably coach, well, I'm assuming there'll be, uh, Collingwood will have asked the question and, you know, there'll be, there'll be opportunities. There's plenty of coaches coming out of contract at the end of next year. So if he has a year off, it's not going to be the worst thing for him. You've been in these rooms before when things like this have been discussed, negotiated, worked through. Sometimes they go seamlessly and other times, obviously, there's friction. <laughs> I, don't um, know, I don't know if you read the paper yesterday, but... The, the fearful smacking down that uh, Jeff Kennett gave Mark Evans was... Oh, boy, did you read that? No, I, oh. I didn't. We, we haven't it, quite heard much no. from Jeff since he's been getting smacked no. from pillar to post by... Uh, no, Jeff, look, I've been in negotiations with Jeff before and, and normally his way. 
I must say. But um, anyway, look, I don't think they came out. What was he not happy about Mark Evans for? Oh, it was something to do. I think Dougie must have given him a given him rang him up to give him a bit of a cook about launching that book that Michael Warner wrote about the the, the boys' club or whatever it was, and mm. I think he was put up to it. And when they contacted by the Herald Sun about it, uh, fair to say Jeff went to town on on Dougie. Unfortunately, <laughs> it was uh, it was quite a humorous article. So you mentioned that you've been uh, in a the puffer fish, a puffer fish. Yeah, no, interesting. Uh, a delicacy in some parts of the world. Yeah, Obviously. that's not quite what he meant by it, I must say. But... No? Okay. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that you've been in the room with Jeff before for some of those negotiations. Well, negotiated... Is it anything like yeah. the uh, the filibuster press conference he gave after the announcement where he just spoke and spoke and spoke and spoke and spoke and spoke and didn't really answer any questions then just took off? Oh, I can tell you. I can tell you a <laughs> negotiation I had with Alistair's second contract and he was involved and we did it in his office it was one of the funniest memes I've ever been involved in but we got it sorted out and they won a flag the next year so it was even better uh, that's good to hear maybe one for a sportsman's lunch oh, not, yeah, not no, for one that on air no it's probably not an on air conversation but it was actually quite a humorous humorous uh, set up I must say Adam Cooney's going to join us after one o'clock and we'll speak to Craig McRae Hawthorne assistant coach as well stick around Sunday crunch time Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.